Hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talking to you. <laughs> Your voice just changed. Hello. <laughs> you sound like a sex operator. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. That's honestly like a compliment. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> wow. All right. So the imposter syndrome is setting in, okay. but it's fine. Okay. It's okay. So we're just going to power through. Okay. All right. So, hi, friends. I know that's like such a teacher thing to say, but like, hi, friends. Um, all right, you guys, we're going to get into it. This is my friend, Vanessa. Hi. Vanessa hi. So, Vanessa and I have lots of things in common. Um, we are parents, but we also are teachers. We are. So we are. And she and I have already talked about this like kind of at length. And so I knew I knew you would be perfect for this topic because not only did we have the same job, but we also have similar passionate feelings. Oh about yes. This topic. Um so today on Parent Tell, we're going to talk about the fuckery that is People asking you, once they find out you're a parent, the subsequent question of, oh, so do you work? What do you do? We're going to talk. Yeah. Oh, like I fucking raise a child. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think I do? (laughs) Um, And obviously I'm way more new to being on the receiving end of those questions than you are. Um, So I would love to know someone who's been. You know, so Vanessa has how old is Charlotte? So I have a four-year-old Charlotte, and I have a one-year-old menace whom I love, <laughs> Morgan. She's a wild child. Or Mo, but... <laughs> if you hear me say Mo, so cute. So yeah, so okay, so she's four. So people have been asking this shit for four years. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would love to just like to start, like just walk me through. I guess maybe like how people approach you with it, what is your response or ha- has your response changed over the years as you probably just give less and less fucks about your response cuz you're just sick of it. So yeah, talk to me. So, okay, first of all, I want and this is probably like a total sub subset of this conversation. Oh, it's fine. It's going to happen. But in my 4 years of being a parent and being a stay-at-home parent because my first child was born on July 4th. And, um, I stopped working, you know, the second week of June cause the school year was over. Mm, yeah. Um, so for the four years I've been a stay at home parent, the worst offenders are women. Oh, wow. And what's up with that? Like, ladies. honestly, that doesn't, it like surprises me, but it, okay. No, no, no. Let's rephrase. Not surprised, disappointed. Yeah, like ladies, let's support one another. You know, yeah. this isn't the time and age where society has told me I have no other choice but to be a stay-at-home mm. mom. No, yeah. this was a decision I made. This was a decision my husband and I made. And no one in society should be judging me for this, but nonetheless, it happens. So I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head after four years, 
you give way fewer fucks. Like you really do. The first (laughs) couple years, I think I felt um, like I knew where this was going. Like, hi, introductions, like say what your name is. Oh, Mm -hmm. where do you guys live? Oh, I live here. Oh, what do you do? And I hate the term stay at home mom. Same. So, okay, listen, we're all in COVID era right now. So like we're more home more. Than yeah. It's much more literal are. right now. Yes. Yes. But pre COVID, which is the m- most time of me being a parent, unlike Kayla, <laughs> yeah, um, literally <laughs> COVID parent, pandemic parent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't stay home. So I yeah. hate that. I hate that so much. So I, after four years, I actually haven't found a great title for what okay, I, I do. That was my next, that was my next question. Is there a term that you prefer? No, because okay. I don't like saying like, I'm a full-time parent yeah. because like mm-hmm. working moms are full-time parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like saying like, Oh, I take care of my kids because mm-hmm. that's everyone simplifying. takes care. Yeah, yeah, that's really simplifying the issue. Yeah. So, the only thing that I've been able to do is kind of take ownership of what I've done. Like, mm. yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and this is what I'm what I've chosen to do. And and let's all remember, this is one part of my life. There's going to be a part of my life when my children are older. And there was a part of my life before my children were born. This is one time of my life. And during this time of my life, I have chosen to be a stay-at-home parent. And really, when men ask me that, which Mm. now that I think about it, I don't think men really ask me that very much. I was going to ask if men have asked you because I feel like I have had men ask me, but only almost as like a transitionary question because they just are like, okay, great. And we're moving on to what I really wanted to ask you. Yes. Whereas women ask you and they want to know your answer well, because they're going to dissect it. A lot of times unfortunately they're going to judge you based mm-hmm. upon that answer. Yeah. And yeah. I have certainly felt that. I have yeah. felt that um a lot of times by people who work with my husband. Mm. And I have felt it most from women who have yet to become mothers or who have chosen Mm. to not become mothers. So, well, speaking of, can I tell you something about that? So long before I was married, long before I was a parent, I definitely used to be one of those women who would judge moms for, quote, being stay-at-home moms. And I know we both hate that phrase, but just for the sake of the conversation, we'll use it. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's not, but it's fine. Um, I, yeah, I used to be one of those people. And because, and I see, you know, looking back at it now, I just didn't understand. Yeah. You honestly do not understand that choice or even having to make that choice or having to think about that choice. 
until it's happening to you. Yeah. So sadly, we live in a culture where busyness, right, is mm-hmm. is correlated with success. Yeah. So a lot of times people assume, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, your day is fly by the seat of your pants and yeah. and um you don't have schedules to keep up with and yeah. and and you're you're not that busy. I mean, you don't have deadlines or things like that. Yeah. So so my you're just hanging out. Exactly. So my success or or women's success in general um is correlated with how busy we are. Yeah. And let me tell you something. How busy are you now that you're a mother, Kayla? <laughs> I, I mean, my immediate knee-jerk answer to that is I'm so fucking busy. And so I just, fucking busy. Yes. And it is so draining. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, I might not be physically busy. Like I'm not up and running, doing all the walking and the sitting down, the standing up and like the socializing that I used to do as a teacher, which is that is draining and that is busy. It's a different kind of busy. It's honestly a harder busy. It, it like, is really hard. This is harder. This is harder than being a teacher. Yeah. This is harder. And I don't even get paid for it. Yeah. I don't get the teeny tiny teacher salary that I used to get to do a job that is harder and literally 24 seven nonstop. Like you're never off, <laughs> never off. Even when you think you're off and you're like, all right, it's fine. No, you're back on. Something yeah. happens. And you're like, oh, okay, here we go. So when I was pregnant and way past due with my first child, my mom, I remember getting like kind of annoyed at her because she she was like, Vanessa, go take a lawn chair and sit at the corner of the road and twiddle your <laughs> thumbs and do whatever. <laughs> I know. What an example, right? Just like the setup, like, listen, go sit in that lawn chair. <laughs> She's like, go sit in that lawn chair and watch the road and twiddle your thumbs because guess what? You'll never be able to do that again. And at the I time, mean, it's true. I'm like, I just want this baby to come out of me. I'm past yeah. due. I want to meet my child. I want to give birth. I'm so fucking uncomfortable. Yep. But I would love to go set up a chair right now <laughs> and like, I would love to sit in a lawn chair and stare at the road. I don't care. I'll bring a book. You make do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You make do. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. So I. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, being a stay-at-home parent is not easier. Yeah. Than being a working parent or not being a parent. And I think all parents would say, like. Those of you who have who have either chosen to not be parents, can't have can't or can't have children, um, or you know don't want to have children, you have the ability to sit with your thoughts. Yes, go sit in your goddamn lawn chair. Do it like right now because do it for us. Do it please. for us. And you know what? That's not to say that parenthood is horrible because it's not no by no no means but the truth of the matter is is you can love having children and also be really warm thin yep 
And everyone tells me this is the hardest time Mm. because they're so young and it changes as they get older. Um, and, and I'm sure every parent feels this way. You can't, some days you can't wait for them to go to bed and then they go to bed and you look at them and you're like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then they're so cute. You examine like, what could have I done different today? And you beat yourself up and, um, stay at home parent or not. This is like parent, this is being a parent. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I did want to talk about, so you mentioned, you know, like you made the conscious choice to be a parent who stays at home during the day with the kids. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying to find like, all right, how do I say this? I don't know, like primary caregiver. I don't know what the word is. But then, so I actually said that in front of Jimmy, who pretty sure all five people who are listening to this know that Jimmy is my husband. Um, <laughs> I said the term primary caregiver to him and kind of like, not really thinking. I meant it in terms of like literally time-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am just here more. It's fine. And I could kind of see like a little bit of baby hurt mm-hmm. on his face. Yeah. And and I looked at him and I was like, we are obviously both the primary caregivers. I and I just you know, I explained what I meant. I literally just meant in terms of time, I am just here more. Yeah. But yeah, so basically there's no right, whatever. We're going to use all the different terms today. I would love to hear though, your listeners, if they've come up, if they've coined a term. Mm, Like what each, like, yeah, like what each parent calls it. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point. So if you would like to, oh my God, my pits are so sweaty. It's fine. fine. Um. Yeah, again, all you five listeners. That's postpartum. Like <laughs> Seriously, why am I so okay? I can't even get into it right now. I'm so you fucking stink all the time. You stink. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about your body odor that the smell changes after that baby's born. Oh and my you god. Stink. <laughs> if you're pregnant and listening to this, hi. <laughs> It goes away. It calms eventually down. <laughs> okay, good to know because Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but fuck, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So if you have a term that like you haven't heard us say, or you've come up with a term that you're comfortable with and you're confident saying to people, because it is like you've mentioned that like you just own it. And, like, yes, I am a stay-at-home parent. And I think even just the way you respond to someone, if you respond confidently, it will automatically kind of change the way that the person who asked you that stupid question mm-hmm. sees you and maybe even the way they see the question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you have a certain way that you say it, definitely, I would love to hear that. Um, I don't know what the best way. I think I do sometimes this. put air quotes. I'll be like, yes, I'm a stay at home mom <laughs> with, you know, your fingers air quoting. Yeah. And that usually either gets me a chuckle or a look of Mm. like complete what the F is going on. (laughs) And those are usually not parents. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So definitely. Okay. So if you would like to let us know, even if you're not a parent, like what have you, what terms have you heard that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Instagram parentel pod. You can also email me at parentelpod at gmail.com. Definitely would love to know. 
Um, but you did say something else and I, it's so hard for me to stay on track and because obviously, oh, and I don't know if I told, so Vanessa is married to my cousin. Oh yes. Because (laughs) if you can't ask your family members to be on your podcast, who can you ask? Yes. So I have known Vanessa for a while and we're very comfortable with each other, which is why we can also just talk. And And there's a tribe that you, you become once you become a parent. For sure. For sure. I can look at certain people and we're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's go back to, cause I definitely would like to talk about how Jimmy and I came to the decision mm-hmm. that I was not going to return to teaching yep. in the 2020, 2021 school year. And it was actually pre COVID. Um, and that's like a whole different topic in itself. Cause like, thanks for your great timing, Robin. Like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like seriously. So, but you did this mm-hmm. before. So yep. I would love to know like what, aspects you guys discuss and if they're the same as mine or different, I have a feeling they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you guys decide? So there, there's, there were two aspects to this for us. Um, the first is that my husband, Kayla's cousin is an attorney who works really long hours. And listen, I wasn't naive to know, oh shit. So I'd be signing up to be a working parent who then also got off of work and managed everything on my own Mm. and would resent the shit out of my husband. Mm. (laughs) So that was part one. Part two was I was a teacher. And unfortunately, this great nation does not. Yes, here we go. (laughs) Place monetary value on teaching the youth of our nation who are going to grow up and be contributing members of our society. Yeah. They're going to grow up to be those attorneys. Exactly. Or, or they're going to grow up and just be out there in the world with their thoughts. And hopefully those thoughts were shaped by caring, responsive adults. And, um, Anyway, so my measly paycheck um, covered childcare, hmm. um, but, but almost like only just, just covered okay. childcare. Yeah. So it didn't come down totally to that, but mm-hmm. un- unlike other some other jobs, my job was to work with children. So I wasn't deciding between going back to work with other adults and having great adult conversation. (laughs) I was deciding between going back to work and taking care of 15 of other people's children. I mean, and in this country, that was 15 when I worked at a private school. It really could have been... How many did you teach in your class, Kayla? Um, the most I've ever had in a kindergarten class, which it's sad that I'm saying I'm lucky before I say this number, but I am, is uh, 21. Yes. And so, that's luck. And I say I'm lucky because that's not that big of a number. And did you have an aide or did you have a teacher's oh, assistant? No. no exactly. No. So yeah. it's a decision of do I want to go back and take care of 15 to 25? of other people's children while bare just covering the cost of my child's um, daycare or childcare. And that's one child. 
Mm-hmm. And now you have two. So it would have just been. Oh my gosh. I would be paying out of our family's income for mm-hmm. me to continue to work. So, I mean, that's the first fuckery that yep. people who choose to be teachers are having, you know, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but what about people who don't have the choice? What about people who literally sit here and say, I don't want to be a stay-at-home parent, but I can't take money out of my family's mm-hmm. income to send a second kid to daycare. So I have no choice. I have to stay home. Yeah. So because then not only it's you're, you know, you are forced into this position, which can then play into how you feel when you're, let's be real, isolated at home yep. all day, every day without another adult to talk to. Yep. And it also just does a number on your psyche. Yep. And that's a, that's really why I specified, you know, my decision wasn't to go back to adult conversations. They were to go back to more early childhood (laughs) conversations where as awesome as they are, when it comes down to, do I take care of other people's children and send my child to be taken care of by someone else? Or do I just take care of my own child and basically save my family money Mm -hmm. because the United States doesn't pay teachers shit. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of it. Or I have teacher Mm -hmm. friends who continue to work, you know, maybe they had, um, a family member who they didn't have to pay and they were gracious enough to watch their child. They continue to work, you know, hopefully because of the joy of it, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, at the end of the day, the, the one thing that teachers have when they work for the public school system is very affordable health care, and that can't mm. be overlooked. So yeah. um, it's sad that the way that our, our society has designed being a teacher is one where you make almost like minimum wage when you really lay out how many yeah. hours go into planning and then teaching and preparing. Oh yeah. So my husband and I made the decision um, that this was best for our family. You know, part of me being a teacher, clearly I wouldn't be a teacher if I found children to be annoying as shit. Yeah. We're not um, in this for the money as you might not have in noticed this for the money. I know. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I still find my child annoying as shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Let's not get that <laughs> twisted. Yeah. But I was fortunate enough that my husband's career allowed me to make the decision that I felt best um, yeah. for, for me and for my family. And you know what? Thank that. Thank the Lord because. I was going to say, you can say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pandemic. Yeah. Mm. And um, my daughter is in pre-K and we have chosen to not send her to school this year. Actually, her school did not even open. So um, we had made the decision beforehand and it has Mm. since opened, um, but it didn't open at the beginning of the year. And because I have a teaching background, I have a really fabulous pod and, um, we are, there's, we have 
a total of three children and we're, we're teaching them from home, but look at that. Awesome. My education came in handy. <laughs> there you go. Using that degree. All right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, on the flip side, I'd love to hear how you came up with this decision, decision because Kayla, I got to be honest with you. Did you think I was going to be a work, uh, quote working mom? Y- yeah, I was flabbergasted <laughs> when I heard that you weren't going back to teaching this year. I was like, who kidnapped Kayla, sent her to Mars, gave her a lobotomy and sent her back because honestly, some days I would kill for a lobotomy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not, because some people are cut out for it. And some people aren't, and you, you really like, you could tell you loved teaching. So, so <laughs> maybe not well, the system. <laughs> fuck the system. Yeah. Let's be, let's be very, very clear about that right now. Dude, when you um, have to buy your own paper to print stuff, like I just, mm-mm, I can't even, nope. So aside from that, it's okay. So similar to you sort of, cause Robin was born before the school year ended, but towards the end of the school year. So I found out that I was pregnant at the beginning of the school year and, you know, did the math. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be pregnant the whole school year. I'll only miss again, pre-COVID. I'll only miss like the last three weeks. Perfect. Nice. And it didn't even, I feel like at first it didn't even cross my mind. I can't speak for Jimmy, but it didn't even cross my mind to not go back to work. And then I started doing some financial calculations Mm -hmm. and we live in the state of North Carolina and we moved from California. So moving just from California to North Carolina, if I remember correctly, I took about a $17,000 pay cut. Um, so that alone was like a shit. Okay. Those, those Cali, Um, those Cali teachers really living it up. (laughs) <laughs> Woo, Hollywood teachers. It's just because California's expensive as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Standard of living. Um, yep. And so after thinking about it and then also already knowing how much childcare costs, um, just because I feel like, you know, just because I work with children and I pay attention to that sort of stuff, I just started thinking, okay, so is my am I basically going to be working in order to pay for childcare? Because if the answer is yes, which it did. Yep. Ended up being, that was going to be the case. Then it's not, I don't want to say it's not worth it, but it's not worth it because knowing that I can save us money by staying home and being with my kid is just, it's what I'm willing to do right now. Mm -hmm. Do I think I will always do this? I genuinely don't know. I will say I got pregnant at the same, like the same school year that I also was kind of, I don't, I just like, I mean, talk about teacher burnout, right? Yeah, it really. So, I mean, fuck. For so, those of you who aren't teachers, statistically, those who graduate and go into teaching are not in teaching. Mo- most of them are not in teaching after five years. Yeah. And actually, so this is my, so if I had gone back to work, this school year would have been my, oh shit, would have been my fifth, no, sixth year, excuse me. Sixth year. So you made it. So (laughs) I made it. 
by the skin of my teeth. But I, yeah. So at the same time, I did kind of have the revelation and I don't know if it was because I was pregnant. So I was already starting to think about the school year next year and working. I just kind of realized that maybe this just right now was a good time for me to stop teaching because I had just realized, and you know, this is a different topic, but you and I are teachers. So we identify with this. I was just sick of the abuse. Yeah. It's essentially an abusive relationship with the system. Obviously, like we said before, fuck the system, love the kids, love my coworkers. Parents are, mm, um, you know, giving, give and take, but fuck the system. And I just realized that I was just tired of feeling abused. I was tired of being treated like shit. Yeah. And so if it's going to take me getting pregnant to realize that and then take a break from teaching or stop entirely fine. So I said, fine, fuck it. I'll do it. I, um, did it at first I was like, all right, we're doing this. It's fine. We're going to save money. And it just makes more sense for Mm -hmm. our family. And I'm also lucky, just like you, I am lucky to be able to do this, to be able to have this choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and but then as, as my due date got closer and closer, I definitely started to panic because I was just like, I can't fucking do, like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't not work. Like I, I can't. And, um, my, one of my teammates, hi, Crystal, one of my teammates actually said something that I guess it just hadn't occurred to me because I don't know. I was just having my panic thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, with she has two kids and they're teenagers so grown this was you know obviously a long time ago she said with her first kid she stayed at home for a while and it was fine with her second kid she was staying at home she couldn't do it and she said i went back to work and when i went back to work i became a better parent Mm -hmm. and that works for some people Mm -hmm. and i so she said you can always go back Yep. Essentially, that's what she was telling me. You can always go back. And I, her saying that did make me kind of like, okay, like I can always, and I think that's so important because if you're like me and you have anxiety and your anxiety is a really good liar Mm -hmm. and you tend to believe what that little anxiety brain tells you, you think this is forever. This is permanent. Yep. You're making a lifetime decision. (laughs) Yep. Like it is set in stone. This is it. And I have to constantly remind myself and sometimes other people like Crystal have to do it. You can always change your mind. Yep. You can always change your mind. So it's what I'm doing right now. It's, it's also, it's so hard to know, like, do, is this fine? Because it's, again, it's pandemic parenting and I don't know, I don't know what it's like to like, oh, it's Tuesday. All right. Toddler time at the library. Like, I don't know what that's like. Man, it makes me like so sad for you pandemic parents. Dude, I would kill to be like, okay, well, on Monday, we're going to go do this activity. On Wednesday, we're going to go like hang out with the, oh my God, I would fucking, I would just love it. I think if this is what I meant by when I said like stay at home parents don't stay home. No. Yeah. You're doing shit. Yeah. You're like, yeah, exactly that. Like we have nature preschool this way. We have library story time this day. We have a play group this day and you pandemic parents like, man, like this, 
I don't know how you guys, I don't know. I just keep telling myself it's not going to be like this forever. It won't. It will not be like this forever. It is definitely lasting, you know, more and more. It's lasting longer than I initially, I think we all think that it's lasting longer than we thought. That's because people won't stay the fuck home and wear their fucking masks. But I, yeah, so I made, we made that decision and I'm also, I also feel lucky that Jimmy, I mean, he's supported in like virtually any decision that I make and any thing that I come to him with. I mean, he literally bought the headphones that I'm wearing right now for this podcast. Yeah. Total like awesome husband. I just, (laughs) yeah. Um, Hi, Jimmy. Uh, He better fucking listen to this. Uh, (laughs) But I also feel very lucky that I did have a husband who supported me in this decision because it's definitely, I see (laughs) those Facebook groups that, uh, you know, like the, this type of mom or like, you know, military spouses, blah, blah, blah. So often I see full-time or stay-at-home moms post on there saying, I just would love if my husband would do teeny tiny X, Y, Z detail. I'm at home like with the kids all day. I'm helping so-and-so with their virtual learning. I'm cooking, I'm cleaning. And he comes home and he just goes into the guest bedroom and plays video games. (sighs) And I'm just like, Oh my God, I couldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could not. I would. Yeah. No. So I feel very lucky that. I was able to make this decision and have the support of my husband because I know that that is not the reality for so many people out there. And yet they're still doing it. They're still taking care of the kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we're not. And I think that's one thing about when you become a parent, your resiliency and your determination just like increases tenfold. Yeah. You have, you, you, there's nothing quite like having a child to get you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And partially because you have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Part of it is you have no choice, but also you watch these children. And I mean, my four-year-old wears a mask better than Mm. so many people. And guess what, everyone? She is not ruined. She is not ruined wearing a mask. She wears it if, you know, if we go somewhere, which is far less often than we used to. Um, But there's something about watching life through these children's eyes that just give you such resilience. And having a, I couldn't imagine doing this without having a supportive parent, uh, a spouse. And that's been my biggest takeaway is I can't, I, I don't think I could do this without having support. So single parents, holy fucking shit. I don't, I couldn't even imagine. Wow. Like I bow down to you. Like, whoo. Wow. And, and I also want to preface this by saying working moms, they're not sitting here like having like a day to themselves going on vacation, having manicures and pedicures. Like No. no way. Being a mother, being an involved parent is hard regardless of what you choose your current profession to be. And it does upset me that in my experience of, you know, only four years, most of the grief that I've gotten from being a stay-at-home parent has been from women 
And I want to say like, why can't we support each other? Like what works for you and your chemical makeup and your brain and your family situation and your support system is different than other people. And it doesn't make those people less than it just makes them different. And there's nothing wrong with different people. Let's not be scared of different. Yeah. Um, let's stop shaming moms. Like motherhood is hard enough. And by me choosing to be a stay at home parent doesn't mean that I'm a dumb, dumb. It doesn't mean that I'm forced into this. It doesn't mean I'm oppressed by my husband. (laughs) It's a decision I made. And, you know, it was easy for me because partially because I worked in education and it's not easy for all mothers and it's not a decision that works for all mothers, but it worked for me. And, and yeah, let's stop jumping to to conclusions We're you and I stay at home moms, highly educated people. And we need to change the narrative because in our, our grandmother's age, Mm. it was different. But we're oh, not yeah. in that society anymore. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. Hell yeah. We had a freaking female vice ah, president elect a ah, ah, last whoop. night. Yeah. So women can do all the things. Yeah. Let's support each other. Yeah. I think it's, and I'm, I feel like the tide is maybe slowly turning as our generation gets older and has kids and we are more outspoken about this. But I think it's really important that we all remind each other of just do what works for you and your family. But at the same time, if that's different from other people, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And it, way easier said than done, obviously. But at the same time, like, don't judge other people for doing different things. I do not judge any of the people who I know who are moms who are work. I mean, who work, frankly, like working again, to put it in quotes, Yeah, working parent, like you have two full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like you go to work and you're pulled in a million different directions by your employer. And then you come home and you're probably physically, literally pulled in a million yeah. different directions by your children. And I right now in my mind can't imagine doing that yeah. because I can only just be physically pulled in a million different directions, not mentally at work right now. But I just feel like it's, I don't like, can we just stop asking moms if they work? Like, why don't we just stop asking? Can I, I would love to never hear. So do you work? What do you do? I would love to never hear that ever again in the context of someone finding out that I'm a parent. Well, yeah, it shouldn't be like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. What's your name? Oh, what do you do? Like that shouldn't be almost the like second question we ask people. Like how about we just get to know people and by getting to know them, it's going to come out what their profession is or whether or not they quote, stay at home and take care of children. It shouldn't be like, like a, it's almost like people are like building a Rolodex. Like, do those even exist anymore? But whatever. <laughs> like, like if you're born after a certain year, you <laughs> might not understand that reference. Google it. Look it up. <laughs> like, let me put pause. Down, look it up. <laughs> so and so's name and underneath 
you know, stay at home mom or, or scientist or teacher. Like, no, we don't need to label people like that. Well, I was going to say, I think, unfortunately, it's human nature for us to put labels on things yeah, because it's how we understand it. Mm -hmm. And for certain things, that's fine. It works. But for something like this, when you're trying to label a person's life or you're trying to label a person who you don't even really know that well, Mm -hmm. I think we do need to be really careful because I feel like we... And, you know, again, like I said in the beginning, I used to be that person. You tell me that, like, you're not going back to work because you've had children. And I never said it out loud. But in my head, I was judging you very, very hard. Not you. Yeah. Um, You know. Whomever. And, yeah. And now that that has been my life, I realize just how shitty that is Mm -hmm. and how we all just need I mean, we all just need to chill the fuck out. Like, let's collectively, as a nation, take a giant Zoloft. <laughs> or Zoloft. My favorite. <laughs> I took mine this morning. I don't know about you. I take mine at night. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, Because I just feel like this, you know, again, it's our choice. Make your choice. Be confident in it. And if someone questions your choice with the so do you work question, I think there are so many ways to politely say fuck you to that. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I am working on how do I politely tell someone to fuck off while answering the question or not answering the question if I don't want to answer the question. They also don't ask that of men. I Okay, so I actually wrote that down. I said, men slash dads don't get asked this question. No. And it's bullshit. I have actually, I think almost never do I hear my husband dusty be asked like oh what's your name what do you do like Mm -hmm. i don't think i ever hear people ask him what he does i think people literally know him as dusty and then they like get to know him they don't yeah they it's not the second question they ask him yeah especially if they find out that he has kids they don't ask to do your work because they they already are assuming yep and you know Mm -hmm. what i know stay-at-home dads so yeah. let's not like, let's yeah. not do that. Yeah. Um, so before I forget, cause I'm scared, I'm going to forget. I, I feel like I kind of went over like a series of questions that I would want to ask each guest a la inside the actor studio, Okay. which again, if you were born <laughs> after a certain year, maybe you don't get that reference either. Um, so and I like cycled through a few and I was like, eh, no. Um, and this one, it may be corny, but I do feel like I'll probably get the most varied answers. Okay. I'm ready. So to finish us off, my question to you is how has being a parent changed you? Not your life, you. Oof. Okay. Maybe I should have sent you this question before. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, being a parent has forced me to slow down. Mm. It has forced me to live life day to day. And it has made me a more patient person because guys, that is not an attribute that comes to me naturally. But in becoming a parent and choosing 
to raise my children with gentle, respectful parenting, I have learned to slow the fuck down, Vanessa, stop giving in to busyness equals success Mm. and be a bit more present and patient with your children and life in general. I love that. Thank you. This is a good, I can't wait to hear everyone's responses to this. <laughs> um, oh yeah. If you want to answer that question too, if you want to answer that again, um, on Instagram, parentel pod, uh, email, I guess if you're over a certain age, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rude. <laughs> it's a uh, parentel at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I love again this, I mean, this is the entire reason why I started this. I love to talk to people in general. But now that I am a parent, I love to talk to parents because we all have different opinions and we also have all been through similar situations. Um, And then we've also been through different situations Mm -hmm. and we've reacted differently. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear this. Um, I hope you've been listening the whole time, but it's okay. If you're a parent and you just like threw it on and you kind of have to go back, go back, hit the 15 minute or 15 second backspace. Fine. Um, Thanks so, for having me. This has been lovely. It has been. <laughs> and you know what? For your listeners, parents or not parents, 2020 has Ooh. been real weird, guys. Yeah. And it's been fucking rough. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. If you're yeah. not the parent that you wished you would be before you had children, like give yourself some grace because this this is hard. Yeah. Thank you. That was like, wow, that was, you were talking to me in that moment. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like those pandemic parents who don't know any different. Yeah. It's not always this hard. It really isn't. (laughs) Yeah. So if you can go get your lawn chair, if you can get (laughs) it, if you, if you have access to a lawn chair and you can sit in one today, whether you're a parent or not, five minutes. I feel like this is going to be like something in all future episodes. (laughs) I really hope like I get a lawn chair for Christmas this year like that. (laughs) Jimmy. Oh my God. Jimmy. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, girl, for real. Um, I have the feeling that you're going to be back because I can just talk to you about anything and everything. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm dancing for those of you who don't know. I'm dancing <laughs> brawless yes, in my guest please. room. <laughs> Having a this vacation. Is amazing. <laughs> this is Vanessa's mental lawn chair. Yes, man. Yeah. All right. So, Vanessa, thank you so much. I definitely think you're going to be here again. And I wish I could be there physically to record with you. But, um, Thanks to the people who won't stay home and wear their masks. I cannot. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. I know it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing sometimes to share your thoughts and feelings about this, especially knowing that people are going to have potentially something to say about it. No. Can I can I re-answer what has a parent made me not give a fuck? Yes! So <laughs> There you go. All right. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I that's like my goal. Oh, you'll you'll get there. 
You'll get there. Just wait for the tantrums mm. in the public places. Ooh, delicious. Great. It's you, you soon get over. I mean, it takes a while. It didn't happen to me like one, two, three. Yeah. And you can't, you pandemic parents, you don't really have that many places. So it might take you a little longer, yeah. but I mean, Robin looks at you'll get there. when we ever go out, Robin's like, wait, there are other people in the world. <laughs> there are other humans, but yeah. Thank you. So well, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, girl. Um, see ya. Bye.